BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey, welcome back to my weekly podcast, Taste of Taylor. I am your host, Taylor Strecker. And uh, is everybody comfy? Okay, good. Just I want everybody to get like nice and cozy because it's story time this week on Taste of Taylor. I had quite the week last week. And if you follow me on Instagram at Taylor Strecker, you probably have uh, been on this journey with me. It was like one of the most engaged social media engagement weeks of my life and while I was thriving and living in here for it it was also emotionally draining and a lot went down there was a lot of fighting a lot of fifis were being hurt um and trying to keep you guys abreast to everything that was going down on social media was a challenge. It was fun, but it was a challenge. And so I had so many DMs and so many questions um, about so many details of this dramatic journey that I've been on last week. So I figured I would just take to the podcast and do it completely in chronological order. Now, of course, if you are a subscriber to the Taylor Strecker show on Patreon, patreon.com slash the Taylor Strecker show, you have certainly heard a lot, (laughs) but you have not quite heard the end of the story because this past Monday, I read the most recent DM I got from this person I was fighting with and then I replied and that was the end of the journey on the Taylor Strecker show. But there has been oh so much more. So no matter where you are in the name of the game, this is a story for all. Come one, come all. This is the greatest show. But it is a journey And it is a story. It's a story of housewives. It's a story of Bravo celebrities. It's a story of a redacted DM. It's a story of perceived betrayal. It's a story of too many feelings. It's a story of women fighting about nothing and everything all at the same time. Does it have a happy ending? Or does it have a sad ending? You must wait. It is the tale of two Tinas. It's actually the tale of one Tina. How about this? It is a story. Once upon a time, there was a troll named Tina. That's what it is. Once upon a time, there was a troll named Tina. Now, before we get into this fight, so I had a full-blown fight with a Tina on the DMs, and um, you probably kind of get it, but there's so much more to the story that you don't even know. So I'm going to tell it to you. 
Because I think it's an important story. It's a fable, if you will. Uh, And I think it actually might really open people's eyes to like the celebrity (laughs) dynamic that people have on Instagram. Yeah, I just fucking call myself a celebrity. Listen, I know I'm not, but if I'm going to get DM shoved up my ass constantly, then I'm going to call myself fucking celebrity. So, but it is, it's a, it's a story of accessibility more so now than ever. People can be celebrities, right? Absolutely. And there's a big spectrum of celebrity. Okay, honey, I am not Kim Kardashian. I am not laughing all the way to the bank. Okay. I am like a Z great celebrity, but nonetheless, people treat me like I am not a person sometimes. And I've always said, like, listen, when I finally, if I ever get to laugh all the way to the bank, fine, come for me. But a bitch is living paycheck to paycheck. So I am more like you than I am like even a housewife, you know? So it's like, please, if you want to come at me, come with me of like the fury of a friend that annoys you. Don't treat me like an A-list celebrity because I ain't that bitch. Please. When you come for me, I don't get in my Ferrari and drive all the way to the bank and take out money and go shopping at Chanel, okay? I make my grandmother's meatloaf. I make Muffner's meatloaf, watch reruns of Sex in the City, and cry in my dirty sweatpants. But I do think that this is an interesting story because it really is of these, like, social media dynamics and, like, keyboard confidence. And the, sh- the way that people talk to each other in a semi-anonymous environment and it ain't right and it's fucked up and that's why I'm telling this tale so once upon a time there was a troll named Tina now just to be clear if you follow me you've probably seen me post about Tina before I think that some of you guys think that Tina is one person okay this woman named Tina is always like dragging me in the dms and, and whenever she does I post her on social media I hope this doesn't ruin the illusion, but a Tina to me is like a Karen to the rest of the world, okay? I don't know why I came up with it, and I have a bunch of Tinas that listen to me that are like really upset because they're like nice Tinas, and they're like, why, why did you have to make Tina a Karen? And I'm like, I'm sorry. It's too late to change it now. But to all the Tinas that aren't Tinas, I'm sorry. To all the Karens who aren't Karens, I'm sorry. But this is the world we live in. So... For me, when I say Tina, it's usually, it's not the same person, okay? It's usually a Tina here, a week later, it's like a different Tina. Anybody who trolls me and tries to drag me in the DMs is a quote-unquote Tina to me, okay? So just like that's for clarification. However, in this story, okay, the Tina that I kept posting last week was actually the same person, and that's rare. Like usually somebody will come hot and heavy for me in the DMs, and even if I sass them back and they sass me back, which I'm like, oh, you got boss. Are you kidding me? I talk shit for a living, but if I get caught talking shit, I am such a pussy. I literally crumble and I die, and I apologize, and I'm so embarrassed that I got caught. The audacity of some of these Tina's. It's like you drag me the DMs and then I have the I have the courage to stand up to you and they double down. I never have I ever. Ha. But even with those bold trolls, if you will, even they have a stopping point, you know? This is the first time I've ever been in my DMs dragged consecutive days in a row by the same person. I was fucking floored. And so that's why I took to the Instagram and I was like, if you're going to drag me, I'm going to drag you back. And no, I didn't use her real name because I don't know why I still feel like they deserve privacy, even though I'm not getting it. But I mean, I digress. Maybe I'll change my mind down the road if people get like too out of control. But for now, I 
try to keep their identity private. This bitch becoming for me like multiple days in a row. And I was just, I had I absolutely had it. So about a week ago, I was hungover as hell. And I went like I always do in the morning directly to Instagram. Terrible habit. I absolutely should not do that. I should like meditate or stretch or fucking brush my teeth before I go <laughs> into Instagram. But it's just a super bad habit and it's what I do. And it kind of kicks my day off. And it usually kicks my day off pretty well. Like I get some news. I get a little informed. I have a giggle at my friend's Instagrams. Or I even get inspired to start posting my own. So it is kind of beneficial for work and kind of a necessary evil. But on this particular day, I went directly to my DMs. And I don't know if you have this, but in mine, it's like primary, general, and then it's like requests. And so if you guys know me, you know that I am so bad with this stuff. I'm completely disorganized. I'm trying to get better. So I went to my request area because I wanted to like, I like to let new fresh blood in, you know? Oh God, you guys keep me young. I like it. It's like, if I've had conversations with people, it doesn't mean I won't continue having conversations with people like who are in my primary general, but I just like... I don't know. I just like to bring in some fresh blood. Make new friends, but keep the old. One is silver and the other's gold. Okay. So I go to my request and for whatever reason, usually it's in chronological order from like the most recent person that has um, DM'd me. Whatever reason on this particular day, I don't know if it was an algorithm shift or what have you, but it was just blue check marks. Like we're talking T pain style. Like, oh my God. Remember when Fergie tried to contact me three years ago? Um, mine wasn't that drastic, but it was like a lot of Bravo celebrities up in the DMs. <laughs> Humble brag. And so I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I missed these. And they were like 96 weeks old, you guys. That's two years. And I was like, oh God, what am I going to do? I'm going to have to like open these and be like, oh my God, I'm so embarrassed. I'm so sorry. Like I'm the worst. I don't know how I missed this. You know, my usual song and dance. So I see a DM from a Bravo celebrity and I'm excited. I'm like, yes, queen. What's up, girl? So I go to it. And I'm all excited. Like new best friend, social climb. And I go to it and it's not good. This Bravo celebrity says to me, Taylor, dash oh mean math teacher okay so just listen to you on blank podcast pretty disappointing i've known you for a long time you don't have the facts correct and my character is being assassinated inappropriately oh so i'm like no i can't emotionally handle this today and in the morning and i'm hungover for fucking get it so i'm freaking out so what do i do i redact the whole thing and i put it up on my fucking instagram story this episode of taste of taylor is brought to you by bloom i freaking love bloom why because i like to be a girly girl and go out and party and have fun but i don't like being hung over the next day and bloom can actually help you me prevent the next hangover with just one scoop in the morning i love sunset i love italian reds i love martinis and i love to mix them sometimes tequila shots and there's nothing worse than like the next day at work being hungover and dragging my ass or like even if I worked out, I can't even imagine. It's hard enough to work out. Working out hungover? Impossible. Impossible. Bloom Nutrition makes it easy and delicious to give your body what it needs to feel your absolute best inside and out. Their greens and superfood powder blend fights bloating, helps digestion, increases natural energy, and keeps your skin glowing. So not only are you helping yourself on the inside feel good, you're looking good on the outside too. 
Bloom Greens are packed with over 50 nutrients, including whole fruits and veggies, fiber, probiotics, very important, antioxidants, and more. All in one easy-to-drink formula. Mix it with water, put it in a smoothie. It can literally just become a part of your daily routine. And it comes in four delicious flavors. Coconut, mixed berry, citrus, and original. And the best thing is Bloom is made for you. And by you, I really mean everyone. So whether you're trying to recover from a big meal or a night out, or you're a fitness buff, not me, but I respect you, Bloom is going to benefit you in all of the ways. Over 350,000 people trust Bloom to feel better every single day. Trust me, I want to be one of them. And right now, Bloom Nutrition is offering our listeners 15% off your purchase of their greens and superfoods blend when you go to bloomnew.com slash Taylor. Okay, that's bloom, B-L-O-O-M, new, N-U.com slash Taylor, T-A-Y-L-O-R, for 15% off your purchase. Again, go to bloomnew.com slash T-A-Y-L-O-R for 15% off. And now to the podcast. Oh, God, I am a glutton for fucking punishment. This is what being masochistic looks like, okay? So... I post it and immediately it's like validation, right? Instantaneous gratification. Because people are like, oh my God, who is it? This, that, and the other. And I said it was Bravo Liberty. But everything else was redacted pretty much. And maybe left a couple Easter eggs in there. But, you know, not enough for certainty. You know, I'm, I'm feeling high. I'm on a fucking Instagram high. And then as the day goes on, I'm like, well, maybe I shouldn't have posted that. And like, maybe there's a chance in hell that I could actually make up with this person or send them. I'm pretty thoughtful and I'm good at apologizing and I'm very vulnerable. So I feel like I can usually get myself out of sticky situations because I don't bullshit. Like I'm like, first of all, I don't even remember what I said about this person. Like literally I've got nothing. Like the only couple things I have in my head are like really absurd and ridiculous if they get mad. But then it's like, well, maybe they did. So I'm thinking I can fix this. I can fix this. And I'm like, well, you just posted it on Instagram, you fucking dummy. So how are you going to fix it? Whatever. So I'm like, just like wait 24 hours and then you're going to fix it. But I'm like really going back and forth with it. And then I'm like, oh, maybe I should delete it. Maybe I should have kept it up. What am I doing? Like, as you know, I'm torn because as a radio host and a podcaster, I am drawn to the drama. You know, like if the housewives are major league baseball, I'm playing in the minor leagues, but I'm still playing, you know? So I fucking love the drama. But then a part of me is a social climber. That's a people pleaser. And I want everyone to like me. So I'm like, oh God, maybe I should go like make this right and fix this. And I'm vacillating back and forth. Fuck it, I'm going to talk about it on the Taylor Strucker show, on Patreon, you know, where like things kind of feel like a little bit more of a secret. And I'm like, maybe I won't. So one of my co-hosts who I was going to re- record with that day, she posted on Instagram that she'd been doing like a deep dive for 30 minutes. She's lost 30 minutes of her life because of my Instagram story. She needs answers. So at that point, I'm like, yeah, ha, storyline, drama, content, fire emojis. I'm going to, I'm going to reveal who it is on the show. So I'm kind of teasing it to that, to that effect because like that's genuinely where my head was. I'm like, oh, I'm going to do this. But then as the day went on, I was like, this is a bad idea. I don't think I should do this. And after like a lot of unnecessary conversations and really thinking through, I was like, you know what? It's not a good idea to divulge the person is. And so I had already recorded the hour with one of my co-hosts on the Taylor Trucker show, Liz Cully. And so I had to contact her and be like, girl, I'm going to scrap the hour. It's like impossible to edit, uh, we have too many Easter eggs and um, like it's, we're going to be left with like 10 minutes and it's like totally blue balling the audience. I'm better off just going on and saying we had to scrap the hour. I thought it was a good idea to say who it was. It wasn't. Um, I'm a, I'm sorry. I'm a pussy kind of a thing. And 
knew people would be like annoyed because it's like an hour gone and you know they were I could tell even less than an hour gone it was like they were excited to get the tea and I kind of have teased it like they were gonna get the tea so I get it I blue labeled them that fucking sucks and trust me I was pissed too I don't like putting my work in the garbage I fucking hate that shit and I don't feel I don't like feeling like a little weak bitch but I am and I have to be true to my brand so I scrapped it and people were pissed and I got it I got it I got it but like it went from like people being like no tell us and like a lot of people were like we get it we're bummed but we get it but there was like a handful of people that are like losing their fucking minds over it. And that's what brings us to the start of the fight with Tina and the dragging in the DMs. And this is now where we start the story. Probably one of the biggest, longest, most exhausting DM fights I've ever been in with a troll, with a listener, whatever you want to call this person. And you know what? We'll save labels until the end of the story because I feel like Maybe we'll change our minds. So I get a DM from Tina. Tina. And she says, I don't understand why you continue to tease it. She means the, uh, um, me having to scrap the episode in the garbage. Tease it, the episode, and piss people off. You already addressed it. Is this just content for you? So what she's saying is like, why are you still talking about that hour when it's already been scrapped? And the reason is because, my co-host Liz, who I love and respect, I felt really bad that she had her hour scrapped and she was like DMing about it to kind of like really promote the show. And so I reposted her DM just to like give her just a little cred. Like, Liz, I love you. It's not Liz's fault. It's my fault. She was great. The hour was great. It's not about Liz. It's about me. It's not you. It's me. And so this Tina felt like I was like, she, and it gets explained later on, but like, I think she genuinely believed that I was like trying to like tease and fuck with the audience, which is like, why would I ever want to piss the audience off intentionally? Like, I'm not sitting in my tower, like being like, what can I do today to really make the audience mad? Like, it's not fun for me. The audience is mad at me. When people are pissy with me, I definitely clap back and I sass them back. But like, it doesn't mean that I don't, I don't like it here. Okay. I hate when people are mad at me family friends audience members it I don't like people not liking me so this idea that I do like I am like dangling a carrot in front of their face on purpose that is like that is a total that's on her okay I that is not my vibe and if it is please unthink that about me thank you very much but that's what she's saying basically like you already addressed it why are you bringing it up again you're torturing us so and then she says is this just content for you I mean to be fair my whole life is content for me so I like don't really understand how to answer that question but i continue taylor i love you been a listener since 2009 but i am beyond disappointed and bored frankly you know she could have just stopped a fucking disappointed and bored frankly and bored frankly that's when she really gets my juices going so and again that's not the end of it so there's more and like even in bored frankly would have really cut me deep okay the first cut is the deepest i got it you're mad you're disappointed and i'm boring to you the worst thing an entertainer could hear so she goes on listen to this shit and don't tea me ah. tina don't you tell me when i can and cannot tina she said and don't tea me this is honest wait for it loving criticism from someone who values the show now listen I appreciate valuing the show, but loving criticism? Meh. Okay. Then she says this. You are showing your listeners you don't value them. 
you are treating us like, well, it's only 18 cents a day. It doesn't matter. What she's referring to is that the Patreon is $6.95 for the whole month. At two hours a day, at basically 10 hours a, a week, it ends up being about 18 cents an hour. Great value, FYI, little shameless plug there. But that's what she's saying, like, I don't care, it's only 18 cents, which is absolutely not true. So, of course, that cuts too. So she says, you act like it doesn't matter. It matters. I know, Tina. Anyway, she goes on. This is where she really got me. You need a producer. Okay, my wife, Taylor Donahue, is my producer. So uh, not only are you coming for me and my show, my work ethic, but now you're coming for my wife. Family is off limits (laughs) in true housewife form. So, and I can laugh now, but in the moment, I'm seething. You need a producer. You're not evolving. It's not getting better. It's getting worse. What? So I am like, fuck this shit. So I was like fucking mad. But I reply, cool, comma, collected. I say I was reposting Liz's story. It's really as simple as that. That's it. It's just posting Liz's story. It's not that big of a deal. You're making way too much of this. You're giving me, what, what's the opposite of the benefit of the doubt? Because that's what you're giving me right now. No one understands me. I'm just trying to be funny, jeez, and not get like myself in big trouble. Oh my God, the fucking tightrope. I walk on a daily basis. You have no idea. So I try to reply that like, hey, like you're reading too much into it. No reply from that, of course. So the next day I go on the Taylor Strecker show and I'm like, I'm sad. Like it hurt my feelings. So I was on with uh, Joey Scladini, another great co-host, and we were talking it through and we were sharing our stories about like, you know, like when you have like um, blind item information and if you confirm the source, like you can get yourself in a bunch of trouble, yada, yada, yada. And then also like, you know, everybody's cuts hurt and like you know just because you're in the dms and you think that we're like celebrity status we're not and we're people and it fucking hurts when you guys talk to us like that like you can say you're disappointed without like cutting me off at the knees and say i'm not evolving i'm not getting better i'm getting worse what do you mean my show my bmi (laughs) my life what are you talking it's so vague so anyway she doesn't reply and i just like let it go like what are you gonna do you know Let go and let God release it, say it and release it. I'm like, if she's a listener, which she probably is, she'll probably hear it. And like, maybe she'll finally get to hear that. Like that hurt my feelings anyway. So later on that day, I am back on the IG grind and I am posting about Kim Kardashian's super, super teeny tiny vagina where she wears the invisible slingshot of a bikini bottom. And, um, it's like, like, where's your vagina? It's like literally invisible. And quite frankly, it's kind of like a compliment to Kim. Like, oh my God, Kim is my body goals. I didn't realize now I had to have an invisible like Yorkshire Terrier vagina. So I go on this whole thing about like Kim in the bikini, my reaction to it. I made a couple memes about like a big, huge fat dude with an itty bitty tiny chihuahua, like my vagina, Kim's vagina. And basically like very self-deprecating, like, oh my God, I didn't realize I had to now worry about my vagina being skinny. That was just basically the bulk of it, right? So people are enjoying the content. Thank you to everybody who is nice to me in the DMs. You literally have no idea how much it means. So I'm like, oh, yay, we're having fun again. I'm having a giggle. We're having some laughers. And then I see somebody pop up in my DMs. And it's Tina again. The Tina, yes, from the day before. This episode of Taste of Taylor is brought to you by Modern Fertility. What if I told you that you could get important fertility insight without going to the doctor? 
or even leaving home. I know. Bless and believe. Well, that's like why Modern Fertility was created. It's an easy and affordable way to test your fertility hormones at home with a simple finger prick. You mail it in with a prepaid label and you'll get your personalized results within 10 days. Literally idiot proof. I friggin' love this. You'll get insight into your hormone levels, your ovarian reserve, which is like how many eggs you actually have compared to other women your age and other important fertility factors. The results go deep into what every hormone means. And you can also like talk one-on-one with a fertility nurse to review your results and talk through options for next steps. Love that. You know, I need somebody to handhold me through all of this medical stuff. Now, here's the real gag. Traditional testing with your doctor can cost over $1,000. But Modern Fertility gets you the same information at $159. Yes, uh, a fraction of the price. And if you go to modernfertility.com slash Taylor 20, you can get $20 off your first test. It was already an incredible deal, making it even better for you. Also, if you have HSA or FSA, you can actually put those dollars toward modern fertility. And if you want kids today or maybe one day in the future, clinically sound info about your body can help you make the decision that's actually right for you. My wife and I definitely want to have kids. And because I'm a narcissist, I obviously want one that's mini me. Hello. But now with modern fertility, I'm like, no, this is something that like I can do and I have to do. I need to know like where where we are and especially where I am because I'm older than her with my fertility. And so modern fertility is going to like literally help me like get the ball rolling on family planning. And right now, don't forget modern fertility is offering my listeners $20 off the test. When you go to modernfertility.com slash Taylor 20, that means your test is going to cost $139 instead of hundreds or even thousands that it could cost at a doctor's office. Get $20 off your fertility test when you go to Modern Fertility, Modern, M-O-D-E-R-N, Fertility, F-E-R-T-I-L-I-T-Y.com slash T-A-Y-L-O-R-2-0. Modernfertility.com slash Taylor 20. I'm so excited to get started. Okay, back to the podcast. And I'm like, oh, maybe she listened to the show and feels bad. Oh, maybe she's finally replying to the thing I DM'd her back. The answer is hell fucking no. She is dragging me, dragging me over my Kim Kardashian tiny vagina content. Like nothing could be less personal to Tina. Like I literally, I still am scratching my head about how this content offended her. Like, damn, you fucking just hate my guts. She goes like this. It's not a small vagina. She's super fit and tight. And when you're super fit and tight, shit is smaller. Okay. I see where this is going. She continues. The slit of your vagina. Vagina. The slit of your vagina isn't big. But if you have extra weight, your vagina is puffier. Okay, bitch, I see what you just did. You say another fat fucking vagina? Fat fucking vaginas unite, you fucking fat vagina bitch. See, I'm not really good at the clapback, which is why I don't really do it. So, of course, I immediately go to her profile picture and she's skinny. And now I hate her so much more. I am like, is this bitch for fucking serious? You can call me a lot of things, but don't call my vagina puffy. And then she goes on to like 
This what this really sent me. All the skinny, extra fit people just rolling their eyes. Oh, so all you, 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 and your skinny body, and Kim Kardashian just like hanging out, yelling at all me, us, puffy pussy people. Oh, it must be so fun in the land of skinny. Like, how does it become a skinny fat thing? I'm just talking about Kim's perfectly petite pussy. What the fuck? And then she really, this is, she, she really like knows how to send a bitch home, okay? She bitch slaps me upside the head. She punches me in my butthole. And then she just really throws me out the window. She says, and the fact that you did so many slides on this makes you seem dumb and old. Oh, no, she didn't! <laughs> she has a super flat stomach and low fat content. Tina, did you just call me? dumb, old, and fucking fat in one fell swoop. I mean, I'm like, I, I'm going to, I'm going to find you. I'm going to hunt you down. I'm going to hit you with my car like this. Now it's personal. So now I'm seething. So pissed. And I try not to I try not to get down and dirty with people who I'm like, hey, you're a troll. I'm like going to disengage. I'll block you, whatever. Fuck it. I never block people. You, I shouldn't tell people that, but the truth is I don't because I'm a glutton for punishment. But anyway, I'm pissed. So I'm like, fuck you, Tina. Let's see how you like it. So I said, just keep bringing the content to me, girly. And I said, you are the main topic of discussion tomorrow. I wanted to let her know like, hey, hey, wink, wink, heads up. I'm talking about your ass on the air. And then like I told you, I went and I looked at her profile picture. And so then I, I was like, you know what? When life gives you lemons, squeeze it in their faces. Okay. When they go low, I go lower. So I see a picture of her with two cute kids. And I'm like, fuck this. Like you're a thin, attractive woman with two, it seems like beautiful kids. Are they yours or their nieces? I don't freaking know. Are they your nieces and nephews? I don't know. But I'm like, what kind of dark underbelly of your world am I a part of? Like, what role do I have in this equation? That is your life. It's always the ones with like adorable kids or like a Bible verse in their profile or like, you know, live, laugh, love. It's always that kind of shit. It's like the sweetest looking people on Instagram are always the ones that will cut you the deepest. So I said to her, yeah, listen, this is me. I'm getting down and dirty too, okay? I'm not saying I'm a beacon of behavior, a pillar of the community. I can be a nasty bitch too. So I say, P.S., I hope you don't spread your bullying social media habits to those sweet kids in your profile pic. Good luck. Honestly, I'm such a loser. I was like, ooh, burns. Like, I'm such a fucking puss <laughs> to me. You're a bully. I'm such a dweeb. Anyway, so this started on a Tuesday night. It continued on a Wednesday night. I sent my weak ass clap back at midnight on Thursday. Like the loser I am. Yeah, bitch, I can't fucking sleep because I am uh, like thinking of, ooh, how I'm going to burn her in the DMs. So Thursday afternoon, I get another pop-up from Tina. I'm like, oh, she's going to lay down the gun one more time. You got to triple down, bitch. And it's a fucking apology. Shooketh. 
and I will say this too, when I get like paragraphs, I always beware of the paragraphs. Usually it's like, oh my God, this is going to be like, you're going to just drag me all over again. But I could tell off the bat, I was like, shit, I think this is like a, a good apology, like a real apology. Also, let's note that by this time, she probably had actually heard me on the Taylor Strecker show reading her initial DM and saying how much it upset me. And then everything else transpired in between. So this is what Tina has to say. I'm really sorry about my harsh comments. I understand I hurt your feelings. And while it's not really believable, it wasn't my intention. Listen, really, Tina? You know what? It is not believable. You thought that that wasn't going to hurt my feelings? You thought that I would just like, I'd be like constructive loving criticism. Whatever. I, unlike her, I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt. So she goes on. I was frustrated with the show and the stories essentially teasing the non-show. She means the deleted hour, which I now understand wasn't your intention. Thank you. Hello. She says, I wasn't going to address. I was just going to let this blow over. Girl, good thing you didn't. Because if you just let it quote unquote blow, blow over, I put you on my shit list for the rest of your life if you didn't fucking apologize. Blow over my ass. It would have never blown over. She said, but the way you describe your relationship with Sex and the City is exactly how I feel as a consumer of the Taylor Strucker show. And it's iterations over a decade. So I went on this diatribe about Sex and the City and like, it's like very much a love-hate relationship I have with Sex and the City. So she's saying the... The relationship you have with Sex and City is the relationship I have with you. Now, also, like, thank you for putting me on that, like, caliber of pedestal. Like, Sex and the City, hello. Iconic show that changed women in history and life. But then also it's like, but that's a show with actors, and I'm a real person, and this is my life. But I can respect and I can appreciate the analogy. Like, yeah, I get it. You can simultaneously love and hate something. She said, I think we, and then she put in parentheses, I, which that really chaps my ass because there is this, and this is a girl thing. This happens, you know, with like my audience uh, where it's not like a lot of squeaky wheels, but it's a few squeaky wheels and they tend to get the oil. And sometimes it can feel like they represent the greater good, but there's like such a huge silent majority that just like listens to the show, enjoys the show, likes the show. If they don't like it, maybe they like say like, oh, I didn't like today's show, but like they get over it or maybe they just don't say anything at all. But then there's like a handful of people that feel like every thought they have on every single thing that happens on the show. I mean, y'all, it's 10 hours a week. That is a lot of thoughts, but it's like, there's an opinion on everything and things that shouldn't be taken seriously or taken so seriously. Sometimes it just feels like certain people like live to be offended. And also people that live to be offended love to fight in the we, right? They love to live in the we. They'll never be like, I feel like this. It's always like, we think you suck. We are not happy. We, we, we. Don't we me. Just me, me and you. Mono we mono. So when people we me, it like really fucking triggers me. So I appreciate the I, even though she did say we, but I appreciate the I. I feel like a we fight is like an unfair pile on. An I fight, that's some woman shit and I'm here for it. So I think we, I, have an odd sense of closeness to you and the show that I get upset irrationally. Uh Uh-huh. Maybe I need to take a break, LOL. Anyway, I value you. I value the show. Facebook got me real worked up and I lashed out. Yeah. Uh, There's a couple Facebook pages about my daily show that uh, would frighten the devil. Let's just say it that way. They can get get a bitch real worked up over literally nothing. 
So that's a cautionary tale for everybody. Yeah. Facebook, she says, I'll repeat it. Facebook got me real worked up and I lashed out. I never go on Facebook other than the show page. She means for my show. And it just might be too much. You think? I've never agreed with somebody more in my life. You are, listen to this. Listen to what she says. You are wonderful. Tay, my wife, is wonderful. I wasn't trying to say anything about her producer skills. I wasn't under the impression she still produced the show, honestly. I will say this. I find that very hard to believe, but I will again, unlike you to me, I will give you the benefit of the doubt. And then she ends it with this. Very sorry, lapse in judgment, and I'm ashamed. Oh, well, girl, way to disarm me. Like, vulnerability and apologies will get you everywhere with me. And not because I have to be yes to death or have my butthole licked, although I do like those two things a lot. But no, it's just, I'm an apologizer. I'm an apologizer. And when I'm wrong, I'm wrong. And I fucking woman up. And I'm like, yeah, I fucked up and I'm sorry. I'm very comfortable in the land of sorry. Um, And I think it's an important thing. And I think that people think that apologies are weak. They're actually the weakest ones. So to be able to say you're sorry, to own your shit to some degree, because I was like, damn, she didn't fully own it in some areas, but I'll take what I can get. We've come a long way from my puffy vagina. But when she says, I'm ashamed, girl, that's a feeling I know all too well. And so for me, it's like, yeah, I feel you on that. So... Listen, I was still in my fifis and I was a little pissed off still. Like, I'm like, okay, I appreciate the apology, but like, damn, you took me on a journey to even get to like making me a person again. And I get your reasoning, but like, come on. So I was so, I was like, this is all I can give her. This is all I can muster up. I said, I, I said, I really appreciate this apology. Thank you for being so vulnerable. And I meant it. I meant it. This episode of Taste of Taylor is brought to you by Green Chef. Green Chef makes eating well easy with plans to fit every lifestyle. Whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free, or just looking to eat more balanced meals, Green Chef offers a range of recipes to suit your preferences. First off... They're the most sustainable meal kit. Green Chef's pre-portioned ingredients mean you'll actually reduce your food waste by at least 25% compared to grocery shopping. Love that, especially when I'm cooking for two in my house. Also, it's convenient and it's easy. I live in a city going grocery shopping. I live in cart life. I push a cart like a 85-year-old lady to go grocery shopping. It's not cute. It's not fun. Me, no like you anymore. I do not enjoy going grocery shopping. And so I love Green Chef. It's just so convenient, pre-portioned, easy to follow recipes that are delivered right to your door. Also, Green Chef has fresh produce, premium proteins, and organic ingredients that you can literally trust. And they offer 35 nutritious and flavorful options to choose from every week, featuring premium, clean ingredients that are seasonally sourced for peak freshness. I love that. Also, Green Chef's always changing variety of easy to follow recipes means that there's something to discover each week so you never get bored. And easy to follow recipes is important because I am a, I'd say I'm a good cook. My wife is terrible. Don't tell her. I told you she's terrible. She literally, guys, she will ruin frozen pizza. It's unbelievable. However, she has been cooking with me with Green Chef and now she's starting to like get good and she's also starting to get confident. It's very bonding. It's like date night has been replaced with Green Chef cooking night. And that's the reason why Green Chef is America's number one meal kit for eating well with dinners that work for you, not the other way around. And I'm telling you, they really have options for every lifestyle. 
keto, they got paleo, vegan, vegetarian, fast and fit. Love that one. That's my jam. Mediterranean and gluten-free. Whatever you need, they got you covered. So what are you waiting for? Go to greenchef.com slash Taylor 130 and use code Taylor, T-A-Y-L-O-R 130 to get $130 off plus free shipping. Boom. Again, that's greenchef.com, G-R-E-E-N-C-H-E-F, greenchef.com slash Taylor 130 and use code Taylor 130 to get $130 off plus free shipping. Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. And now back to the podcast. And it took me a couple days to give her that. Why? Because I am a bitch and I wanted to torture her (laughs) slightly the way she had tortured my soul. Um, But also, I really wasn't sure what I was going to write. Like, I was like, fuck her. I'm not writing her back. But I was like, no, I don't want to like, I don't like, God forbid someone's first time like ever actually apologizing and you never write back. Right. And then they're like, fuck it. I'm never apologizing again. Like, I want to spread to the world. Apologize. It will bring forth a better interaction than the one that you're currently in. So I felt like I had to be like, no, I appreciate the apology. Thank you for being vulnerable. I had to give her credit where credit's due, but I was not going to say I was sorry because I'm not sorry. And second of all, I was because one of my co-hosts, I I went over this apology with him and he was like, well, what are you sorry for? And I was like, Sean, shut up straight, man. There, that doesn't even make sense. Of course, leave it to a straight dude to be like, well, what are you sorry for? Nothing. Anyway, I digress. If you want to hear that conversation, Go to my Patreon. But he was like, you should say, like, it's all good. And I was like, I'm not saying it's all good. It's not all good. What she did was not all good. Not doing it would be all good. I appreciate the apology, but it's not all good. Not saying that, Sean. So anyway, I refused. So then, like, almost immediately, I get a follow-up apology. And this one, now this is a fucking apology. She said, I just listened to today's show. And again, like slap face emoji. Like she's like just dying in the land of Bathopity, basically. First night, no excuse. She means the first night where she said that like, uh, you're not evolving and you know, I'm bored. I'm disappointed. Wait, let me go back to the top of it and really just torture myself. You need a producer. You're not evolving. It's not getting better. It's getting worse. So she said, first night, no excuse. I was being a bitch. Okay. Thank you. Uh, Was not nice. Fat vagina night. (laughs) I was actually drinking whiskey. And I, this happens to me more than I, the 95% of the troll DMs I get, if I actually do reply, it's like, oh my God, girl, I was so drunk on sunset. And I'm always like, way to disarm me. I'm always like, me too. Nothing will get you back into my good graces and being like, I drank too much and did something stupid. Hello, I live there perpetually. So I was drinking whiskey and didn't even remember until I saw your response yesterday and I didn't even read it, just deleted. I've been mortified this entire week. Good, you should be, but also thank you for writing that. I changed my profile pic. Why do you think I bought a profile pic? Why? I mean, listen, I think it's easier for people to be like, well, Taylor puts herself out there. It's a daily show and, you know, she's on Instagram and she's, and she's, and she's public. But it's like, well, how do you like it? The one smidge of a look into your life that I have and if I call it out people all of a sudden it's like oh yeah feel that that's where I live constantly and people can say shit like well this is your job you asked for and to some degree they're right but like we're still fucking people and until I'm laughing all the way to the bank 
Don't treat me like an actual celebrity because I am not. I am more like you than I will ever be like Kim Kardashian. And that makes me sad because I want to be rich and I want to laugh all the way to the bank. So she said, change my profile pic, cancel my subscription to the Taylor Schrager show. Unfollowed me on Instagram. How dare you? Um, and then she goes on to say, I'm like, what the fuck is my problem? I've, she says this, listen to this. I couldn't believe it when I read it. I've never trolled anyone but you. Thank you so much. <laughs> what is it about me that makes me so special? I'm not like other girls. Yeah, I never trolled anyone but you. And then she says, so dumb. I moved to a new state. This is where she really fucking gets me. I moved to a new state and I guess I'm lonely and I've been consuming too much Taylor. It's like a comfort for me since I've listened for so long. Again, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean you had a fat vagina. <laughs> like I was trying to say she's so fit. Her vagina is probs fit too. And then she goes like this. It's all dumb and you're right. Um... She said, I'm a 40-year-old mother of two, and I would never tell my husband how vile I treated a stranger, she means me, because I'm ashamed. Shame, shame, shame. I promise I'll leave you alone, you poor thing. You don't need any of this. Now I'm reading this. It's like in the pit of my stomach. Like, this girl has got me by my puffy labius, you know? Like, I'm like... I'm eating out of the palm of her hand at this point. And I don't think that that was her intention. She was just being so honest and vulnerable. But like, that's the wild thing about apologies. It's like an apology, no apology, fuck off forever. And I'm apologizing, kind of fuck off too. Thanks for trying, but like, no, thank you. And I'm sorry, feels good. And the first time around, she gave me like a good, I'm sorry. But this is like, nail me to the crucifix. I'm drowning in my own sin. I don't know why I'm getting so biblical and religious on this, but it's like, she's showing me her underbelly. She's like, this is the darkest place I've been. You fucking called me on it. And now I want to tell you why. I'm like, literally, oh my God, are we best friends? Do we just become best friends? Like, that's the power of a genuine, good, vulnerable, honest, bare-ass, naked apology. Like, I'm like, reading this, I'm getting emotional. I'm feeling for her. And if she's doing this to fuck with me, it worked. This episode of Taste of Taylor is brought to you by Best Fiends. I love Best Fiends. It's my favorite way to treat my brain to like a little recharge. It's like a mental spa day that you can enjoy wherever you go. So I am, uh, I get bored easily. Definitely. I like stimulation when I'm commuting to the city on the subway. I'm bored. Um, when I'm standing in line at the drugstore, I'm bored. When I am on the toilet, I'm bored. And yeah, of course, I know it's like social media, but for me, social media, it's 50-50. It's like sometimes I feel great about it and other times it kind of like makes me depresso so i freaking love best fiends because it's just all fun no depresso in case you don't know let me tell you best fiends is a mobile puzzle game that anyone can download and play whether you have a few minutes or a few hours literally i've been known to play for a good amount of time best fiends is the perfect puzzle game to unwind with because it's fun and it's just like cute so the game features tons of cute characters that help you solve thousands of puzzles and it's fun and challenging but not so challenging that like i get frustrated now the more you play the more characters you collect so the more you play the more friends you have and the more you win the more challenges you face plus Plus, you never get bored because there's new characters and puzzles added all the time. Like, literally thousands of levels. I honestly can't say enough great things about it. So, I'm on level 161 because I'm a boss bitch. And I'm telling you, I, I'm going to have to, sh like, play it for you so you understand it. The music is a bop, okay? I friggin' love the music. It is just, like, it's very... 
upbeat and cute. I, I'm, I literally, it's my favorite song. So wait, I'm going to play it for you right now. Bing, bing, bing. Told you. I love it. And at the end it goes, do, 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 And just love it. I just do. I like the game. What can I say? It's my favorite. Anyway, with thousands of levels, Best Fiends has all the me time that you need. Ready to give your brain some TLC? Download Best Fiends free today on the App Store or Google Play. That's friends, friends, without the R, Best Fiends F-I-E-N-D-S. You're going to thank me. And now back to the podcast. It like my, I was like sick to my stomach, but not like in a, not in a bad way. Like I was moved. I was moved. She says, I value you and the show. It's been a huge part of my life for so long through moves, breakups, maternity leaves. I even listened in the hospital giving birth. Fucking wow. She said, I'm putting myself in timeout, taking a break. Sorry, Tay, you're a treasure. And then she ends it with this. Hey, but new segment and lots of Facebook convos over here. So I guess it's a silver lining. I'm just hoping all these ladies don't figure me out. Thanks for not outing me, even though you had every right to. Like, I don't think she did this to impress me, but I am fucking impressed. So now I'm like, yeah, I got to give her better than like, thanks for the apology. I appreciate day. So I wrote back to her girl. Also, I think it's important for people to know, like, there's forgiveness on the other side, too. You act a certain way. I mean, I can't speak for everybody who's like a podcaster or a radio show host or a celebrity. But I can say that you being human will make us be human every day of the week, usually. So I said, I felt like she needed, she really needed to hear it. I said, girl, I am moved by this, truly. Like, feel what you just wrote in my stomach. After reading all of this, it's honestly all good. Just recorded with Sean. So know that what I say on Monday show was before you wrote the second part of this. So I record the show a day ahead. So um, basically it was like, I didn't want her to think that I was talking to her and then going and talking shit on her because that's like fake ass shit that I don't participate in. So I just wanted to be fully transparent that like, I'm gonna drag you one more time on Monday show. And then we're done. So yeah, just recorded with Sean. So know that what I say on Monday's show was before you wrote the second part of this. And I said, and the silver lining is you gave me fire content and I will never tell anyone who you are. I am here for you. And so is the show to keep you company during lonely times. Mother Teresa could never. Teresa? Teresa. So then she wrote, thank you. I appreciate your understanding. I can't begin to imagine what you deal with on the daily. I'm just sorry I contributed to the nastiness. Lesson learned again. And then she goes like this. I was, I was content back in early 2020 about not drinking and dieting after I send you a drunken message about not drinking. Uh, and then she says, no moss, new year, new me, LOL. Thanks again, XOXO. And then I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> and I scroll up in the DMs. This bitch dated me two years ago girl this is becoming a pattern like so I'm like okay wait 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 so I said to her two strikes you only get one more lol and then she said technically it was two this week so three already but give but thanks for giving me a break so 
And then she wrote, I've never apologized to a stranger so much in my entire life. Well, I guess you've never been so mean to one either, Dina. Anyway, it's all cool. And I guess the moral of this story is being transparent, being vulnerable, sharing your feelings in a really real, in a really real, in a really real way, it's fucking beneficial. And communication is also key. But like, she was one of the meanest fucking people ever to me on DMs, okay? And yeah, we sparred back and forth a bit. But then when she listened to me on the Taylor Strecker show and heard how genuinely hurt I was, because I was from that first DM, she felt bad and she fucking reached out woman to woman. And I replied like a person with a little bit, even just a little bit of compassion. And then once I showed her that, she came back with like, so much honesty and vulnerability. I couldn't help but like fall in love with her. And then we went from being fucking enemies to like, dare I say, I feel like I love her. I do. I feel love towards this person and I feel compassion towards her and I get it. It's like people act crazy, right? Hurt people, hurt people. But if you don't know why they're hurting you, you're like, fuck off forever. But if you can understand the hurt, you actually might realize you're more, you actually might realize you're more similar than you ever fucking thought. So yeah, this is a story with a happy ending. I learned a valuable lesson. Tina learned a valuable lesson. I hope listening to this podcast taught y'all a valuable lesson. I also just want to make sure I'm very clear on this. If you are trying to get my attention, you troll me. This is not how it's always going to end up, okay? So, like, save it, Tina 2.0. Also, it's not lost on me that this Tina uh, has a bad pattern of taking her shit out on me. So, I forgave you once and I forgot. I forgave you twice and thrice, but for real, we're done. No more. Like you said, no moss. If you do it again, I'm going to find you. I'm going to find those kids. I'm going to nair teeny all of you, okay? A bitch is not playing around. Um, but yeah, I was actually very like proud of her. It's proud of me. And I thought it was a good and important story to tell because I feel like a lot of the shit goes down in the DMs. And a lot of times, like I'm also, I gravitate towards the negative and the drama. So I only talk about the bad and I never really like update on the good. And I felt like she deserved the shout out. Quite frankly, I thought I fucking deserve the shout out. Look at me doing the Lord's work over here. Giving out forgiveness like Jesus the Christos. Honestly, I'm a really good person. And I feel like more of y'all need to know that. I am nice, nice, nice. That is once you lower yourself to the depths of the earth to plead your case for forgiveness. No, I think that uh, Tina and I are cool now. And uh, that feels cool. The end. <laughs> oh, thanks for going on this journey with me. This wild journey with me. I love you guys. Thank you so much for following me on Instagram at Taylor Strecker. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. It means everything to me. Um, and hopefully y'all feel completely caught up now on the drama from last week. I need closure. Tina need closure. Y'all need to closure. Yeah, I love you guys to bits and pieces and I'm so lucky that I get to share my life with you and that you give enough shits about me to let me share my life. So thank you. I don't think I can ever put into words how much I appreciate you guys listening to this podcast. Also to anyone who listens to the podcast as well as listens to the Taylor Strecker show. Thank you so much for the double support. And if you want, if you think you can handle 
more of my crazy ass, uh, definitely make sure to check out my Patreon, patreon.com slash Taylor Strecker Show. It's, as you can tell, it's a wild time over there. And that's it. You guys make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. It means the world to me. And uh, if you don't follow me on Instagram, you're missing out on fun. I'm actually getting, like, decent at it. I am the world's worst influencer, but I'm getting better. Uh, at Taylor Strecker on Instagram. And working on a TikTok, baby dolls. This old lady in her walker needs to get over there very slowly. Anyway, I love you guys. Thank you so much for being great and being here. Uh, until next week, bye, girl, bye.